0: 142 for September 29th 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mikey Krieger and I'm Rhodes Clark. Let's cut through the bullshit. How are you guys doing you fucking nerds? It's too fucking hot in Seattle again. Yeah tomorrow will be like 65 though it'll be nice. I'm not in Seattle. I'm in Spokane. Where it's always hot oh, right? That's right. It just kind of sucks. I mean
1: <laughs> it's fine.
0: It's like yeah. a flat Seattle. And that's 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 selling Seattle really short, I think. It's it's like a flat city
1: with... It's, it's Spokane. Okay. Yeah, I was going to... Shout t- out like, Spokane.
0: Yeah,
2: sure. So, but before, before we get, like, really deep into this, like, I was just kind of double-checking to make sure there weren't any news stories that were missing, and I really fucking hate when some, like, people use, like, really, uh... Like, really grand, like, descriptors, like, specifically in, like... So, I'm looking at Polygon where they have 18 <laughs> n- new Nintendo Switch games are out this weekend, the most ever. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's been like six months. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, naturally, like more and more games are going to come out to that. But uh, the really egregious one that I saw was, I think from IGN, like Halo 3's best maps of all time. It's like, okay, so they're, like they're like.
0: The hyperbole is what you don't like. <laughs> y-
2: yeah, it's like. I don't mind the like the like Halo three's best maps, but it's like Halo three's best maps of all time. It's like, okay, like, I, I, like the, there was Halo three and the maps that came with it. There wasn't like Halo three too. I guess there's Halo three ODST, but like just to say the best Halo three maps, like, um, I mean, you get
1: the only maps that came out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
2: just
0: like, I'm going to send yeah, what, you a, um, I'm going to send you a gif mentally of okay. the grandpa from the Simpsons yelling at a cloud. Is that it? There's an image. There's like an image from the Simpsons of a guy holding a newspaper that says old man yells at cloud. So it's yep. not a gif. Yeah, it's and, not and an and image. It's
2: un- and it's Uncle Sim- or okay. Grandpa Simpson. Okay. That's yeah, what you um, sound
0: like right now is what I'm
2: trying to say. I'm spicy <laughs> I, 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 today. And I, I don't mind the article. Like, like that's fine. Like, I understand that. Like, Yeah. But it's like the most ever. It's like, okay, there's a very small window of time. It's like the best maps this, that this one video game had of all time, it's like, okay, that video game, game. it was one video game. Like right. If it we're, like, the best Halo maps of all time, then it's like, okay, but just this one video game's all-time best maps. It's
0: like, okay, well,
2: there was one time.
0: Yeah. No, there I, was like I, I see what you mean. There's,
2: like, 2005, that was the one time.
0: Yeah. Um. Hey, real quick, are you guys... Sorry, did you guys get t- 280 characters yet? Uh, On Twitter? I, I have... You have the 280? Uh, I might have. I don't have the 280. Oh, I know a way to force it on a tweet deck. Um, Oh, really? How? You down, you you do a, um, you bookmark this like line of code that you press in your bookmarks and then you go to tweet and then you have an expanded 280. Um, So it's not like official yet. It's a workaround for sure, but um, it works.
1: Yeah, I've been loving all those fucking 280 tweets that just want to remind me that they have 280 characters now.
0: Do you guys want 280 tweets or 280 characters? Do you want 280 tweets?
1: I don't fight the future.
0: <laughs> um, I think it's silly that this is like a priority of theirs, I guess, and that they use, like, quote-unquote, science to, to, dic- to dictate that this is, like, what people wanted. I thought it was silly. <laughs> it's like, nah, I think people like 140. I think people want
1: to have as much like opportunity as possible to just like say dumb shit on the internet. It's true. And then when you do something like Twitter where you give them the opportunity to say dumb shit on the internet, but you have to keep it brief. It's like adding arbitrary rules to make it more challenging. Yeah. So there's probably a large subsection of people who are like, Oh sweet. I can type shit on I the can, internet
0: a hundred and something more times. I can be twice as harassing or harassing. Is that the word? I don't know. Harassive. Yeah, harassive. Uh, Thank you. That's definitely it.
1: Someone on Twitter was like, "Instead of giving everyone 240 characters, how about you start reducing the amount of characters for people they get reported for harassment?"
0: See, that's a good idea. Um, that's pretty pretty great. So anyway, video games. Um, the big thing that people were like setting up live streams for today, um, which was ended up being really funny because it was a minute and a half long was the red dead redemption 2 trailer um you guys just watched it i watched it earlier uh today when it came out what did you guys think
1: was that a minute and a half long reveal was that like tuned in at 8 a.m pacific standard time for a minute and a half and then bye? or was there like a whole yeah
0: no there was that was it and and like (laughs) ign and what's good games and a couple of other outlets i think just had like you know Come hang out with us as we watch the trailer and react to it. Ask us your questions. And it was like, you know, come on, I what are you That doing? was awful. Yeah, I bet it was awkward for them to. Anyway, but uh, but but I thought it looked like Red Dead, but way prettier. And I'm still not yeah. like completely sold on it. I don't think, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Red Dead. So uh, Redemption, yeah, the first like, one. So I
2: I don't think I ever finished it. I
0: didn't. Um, I got to Mexico and was like, this sucks. Me
2: too. And, like, the the one thing that kept you going, or at least, like, for me, was, like, uh, I I can't even remember. I was going to say James Marston, but that's not it. John uh, Marston?
0: I think it's just John.
2: Um, well, like, James Marston's the actor from Westworld.
0: I know, but John Marston is the character. Yeah, that's, from uh, is it? it's not helpful. Okay, yeah, like <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, yeah,
2: like, he, he was interesting. Not interesting enough for me to remember his name, mm-hmm. clearly. But, um, yeah, like, it's just, like, like dirty people being violent in the West. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I knew that that's what, that that's what this game was. Thanks mm-hmm. for reminding me. Rockstar. Yeah. It doesn't like, seem I, like,
0: I, I don't know what I would have expected from a trailer like this. You'd kind of hope that they'd show off. Like there's nothing about this that will indicate that it'll play any differently than the first one. And I don't know if that's yeah what I want from a sequel. If I were to like be excited for one, but um, so uh,
2: like oddly enough, like the kind of like, nothing that they're showing and the reaction that people are giving it reminds me a lot of Mass Effect Andromeda where just people were just so blindly like fucking batshit crazy and ready for Mass Effect Andromeda. It's like, okay, but they, they aren't really showing anything. And even when they are showing us stuff, it's like, it wasn't really anything specific. Like it's just such a very bland, like,
0: yeah, this
2: could have been any Wild West game. Like how is this Red Dead Redemption and not fucking...
0: Call of War as six whatever for a yeah, it, it was a really weird trailer, and that made me think like as I was watching it, I was like, I think it's fair to do this with this game and this studio's games, but rarely anyone else's like this is a studio that prides itself on being like cinematic, and I think that they try to like try to tell stories that you'd find on like a high, highly produced TV show or like a movie or something and another and, studio that does that was Bioware sure no i see what you're saying um (laughs) like but 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 what i want to say is like this is this felt like a bad trailer for something like it wasn't well made the shots of people were weird and (laughs) there was no like connective tissue or anything that told you anything about what it was about and there's like a time and place for that because the inverse of that is revealing too much in a film trailer or something but i i still thought that this was like it did nothing to like make me interested in it. The pacing was all weird. There was nothing cool about the action. It was just like you said, dirty people being mean in the West. (laughs) Like, yeah, uh, Yeah, there's not even like the setting up of plot other than like, right. Oh, like bad, bad
2: people want money from this person. Oh, they're after us. This woman's in trouble. Yeah. was like watching a bunch of
1: side quests. Like, sure. Yeah. Okay. Like this is all the, like the B, the B reel of like, uh, you know, not the plot. This is just sort of like, I'm gonna like, go on a train and mm-hmm. I'm going to save a woman. And it's like, that's fine. That's what I expect to have in this game is like filler content, mm-hmm. but you're not showing me any gameplay. So you're not showing me like a, a loop that will make me excited. And you're not showing me like a, a character that I'm going to immediately connect with. It's just, again, it just, I think I said this right before the pod, it just kind of reminds me of like seeing characters. I don't know in the first episode of Westworld.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, I guess sense. like I
1: can't stop comparing the two in my head, and that's just because it's so on the nose. But like, I uh, what it, I the one thing that would make this trailer just batshit crazy to me is if they added like one second where someone removed their face and then an <laughs> HBO logo appeared in the bottom corner.
0: Yeah, that'd
1: be nuts. That would, that would be yeah, make and this like if, crazy. I think the this comparisons
0: are apt because like the creators of Red Dead or sorry, of Westworld, like, said multiple times in interviews that they were influenced by video games like Red Dead. So it's hard, especially after Westworld was such a cultural thing and it was very popular and we all watched it that, like, I don't know. It makes sense. I'm I'm far enough removed from Westworld to not make those comparisons in my head, but. um, I
1: guess I haven't watched very many Westerns in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm,
2: like, I, I suppose, like, it could generally, like, Fall into it, but that's just because this was nothing other than like, oh, this is a very generic thing that takes place in the West. Yep, yeah, that's like, exactly it for me. Mm-hmm. There's no, and, so it's none of this AI shit or anything. It's just like, oh, cowboy hats. Yeah, like yeah. Th- this could be any Western story to me. Like, there's there's nothing about it. It's like, oh, this is a r- another Red Dead game. Like, th- that's that series. It, well, it has like two.
0: I think technically two games. Like yep. Red Dead Revolver I, I, and then Redemption.
2: Yeah, but like no nobody even really like even brings up revolver in that conversation. <laughs> right. That's because so, like, the,
0: wasn't that developed by like Capcom or something? And then Rockstar yeah, bought the like, rights I, or 2k about the rights or something. Yeah. So, I'll bet so, you someone
1: brought it up in a stream this morning. It was Pro- something probably. like <laughs> that,
0: but,
2: but that's, that series only has, well, and yeah, like this is like Red Dead Redemption too. So it's like, yeah, like there's only one game in that series. So there's not like any kind of like through line other than like the main character to really carry you over and to really like kind of create a through line like for this series. So it's like, you know, and I guess like the Grand Theft Auto games don't really have that either, but they still have like, they're kind of like snarky satire of like Western culture and like celebrity culture a lot of times. And like there, there are themes that carry themselves over and there's nothing about the Red Dead Redemption trailer that like suggested any like direct themes that are carrying over from one thing to another. We're like, even if they did another LA noir game even if it wasn't in like LA but if it was like a detective game that like was built around this mechanics you could still kind of portray that in a certain way and just Red Dead Redemption I just feel was like it was the first time i, I feel like a lot of people had like a good western mhm and so that that was just kind of it and like okay yeah like
0: this sure as hell is another western mhm it did have um quite a few animals and that's always a good yeah. thing in video games. And yeah, um, Polygon reviewed the horse. I saw that. That was horses. good. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Other game has a bunch of animals, anthropomorphic an- animals. Uh, Star Fox Two, which yep. launches yeah. on the SNES Classic today,
2: the, the day, day this you're comes out. To it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so I can't remember. Did Did either of you pre-order an SNES Classic?
2: Nope. I tried.
1: It
0: got canceled. I was hovering over a pre-order button like pretty much for like an uh, for as long as they were available on that first day that the pre-orders were up, um, and I never did. And that's okay. Uh, it sounds like people are really into it. Um, it also sounds like people are just like, "Why isn't this on my Switch?" Or yeah. um, I don't know. But the the menu music sounds cool. The like suspend. Uh, Tech sounds cool So you don't have to like Use the game save system You can just like There's like a local save system For each game You can suspend up to four times Or something Uh, I don't know
1: I kind of just want The box of it Like I just (laughs) want the little SNES classic A model of it To have like On my desk I don't really
0: Need to play it I I don't need those
1: games I have those games In so many different places That I can play them on And I don't So why do I need The SNES classic But it is cute (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, uh, I watched some people play Star Fox 2 and it doesn't look that fun to play. Um, I guess obviously we can't comment on it without having played it ourselves, but like,
1: I want to play it, but it, yeah. looked,
0: it looked like really obtuse and like not fun for some of the sections. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's mm. SNES classic. I don't really care. I, I, I people are happy about it. That's cool. But I, yeah. Like I, the one thing that I don't
2: already have like a way of playing on there is star Fox Mm two. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to drop 80 bucks for star Fox two. Like, yeah. If like I got that for Christmas, I'd be very excited about it, but I'm not like, like right now I've got other games I need to buy. Like Mario's coming out, uh, like the, Oh, something that we didn't fucking put on here, which we can now transition to. Um, Is that fucking Assassin's Creed is getting a non-combat mode? Yeah, where you just walk around like ancient Egypt, like learning about life in ancient Egypt and like learning about the culture and, uh, like it's it's so fucking cool that the series that's known for being like ultra-violent and um, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Nick Capozzioli. Yep, I think is his name. Like he actually just went. He a little bit ago he went on like. made a Twitter thread about um, like how that series, like since ever since two, whenever they removed the thing, like where assassins had like removed their ring finger to make, yeah like make room for their like hidden daggers. Like there was like a certain cost to the violence that like really kind of like was like really like a big touchstone for this series where it's like, yeah, in order to become a, a super killer, you need to sacrifice part of yourself. And like, it's a constant mm-hmm. reminder of like, of that you're sacrificing something to be an assassin to like take up this higher cause. And like this s- series, that's kind of like just violence has become more and more ingrained into it. Like they're creating, they're patching in a mode like a month or two after the game comes out that removes all action and violence. And you just walk around ancient Egypt learning. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy to see, and it's probably like the bubble that I've kind of put myself in, but like everything that I saw was like, Holy shit, this is the best thing. And I love that people are excited. Like, like, that like a big triple a game that is built around violence is removing violence uh, in a separate mode to like just teach you about Egypt. Cause I mean like they go through all the work of like learning that stuff and trying to incorporate it into the game. Like the fact that they're like passing that on and like giving you a a full and proper, uh, like like venture into it. Yeah. uh, Like that's so cool. And, um, This was a game that I was planning on, like, renting and just, like, grinding through over a weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And now it's like, okay, well, I really want to play this because this this game comes out October 27th, and I think it's January that they're releasing this mode.
0: Yeah, just to pick it up in January.
2: Um, So, yeah, and and so that is, the part of it is, like, okay, then I might just wait to pick it up, and I'll get it during that time, but it's, like, now I'm just kind of tempted to buy it because, you know, I don't want to, like, rush through the, like, learning mode. I don't Mm want to just, like, try to speed read everything, but... Um, the image that they released uh, shows you like walking up to uh, this table where uh, someone's being mummified and it like shows you like some like actual pictures of props and like mm-hmm. tells you about like this process. And like, it's, it's so cool. Like I, I wish that the old games had that because this is phenomenal. Like, yeah. As kind of a somebody, weird thing to showcase yeah.
1: though for like, there's no violence in this game. Watch this person get eviscerated.
2: I mean like it, it's, it's Again, ancient it,
1: Egypt, like, like yeah, like.
2: But I but I yeah. do wonder like
1: what how much. I feel like they're not going to de- develop any extra content for this mode, right?
2: Yeah, I, I think you're just like kind of like walking around um, areas that already already exist in the game, and then like. Um, what's it called? So, discovery tour is what it's called. Players can travel around the game's entire open world, visiting locations like Alexandria, Memphis, and the Giza Plateau. They'll see people working and animals going about their lives. Historians and Egyptologists also offer tours based on their own areas of expertise, including the Great Pyramids, mummification, and the life of Cleopatra.
0: Okay.
2: Um, so, like, yeah, like th- th- that's really cool. That like, because especially like for this series, we like, I'm sure there's a lot of like, you know, like teens that play it. Um, yeah. And you know pe- people have like jokingly been like, "Oh yeah, instead of doing your history homework like on like the American Revolution you can just play Assassin's Creed three ha 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 mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's like oh like while this doesn't like supplant like a textbook in a history course like y- you can actually like really gain something from this and like if I were a kid that needed like you know like my like to sell my parents on getting me a video game like I would <laughs> yeah. show them this and be like like yeah. I'm actually super fucking hyped about this. Like I can, you know, r- actually learn something from this game. Like, sure, I'm gonna kill a bunch of you know Templars and you know summon my eagle friend to like yeah. peck up people's eyes and shit. But I'll also learn about Egypt and mm-hmm. Cleopatra and like th- th- that's really fucking cool.
0: Um, yeah, this sounds like a cool mode. I don't know how much time I would actually spend with it, but I'm really happy that it exists. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah
2: for me, this is a game that I was already excited about. So like this isn't like, wasn't the selling point for me. Like it might be the difference between a rent and a buy. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, yeah, as someone who's like genuinely interested in this game, like I like what they're doing with the RPG stuff and they changed up the combat. Um, and uh, apparently the last Assassin's Creed was good. It's just that the one before it got such a bad rap that people didn't give it a shot. So Mm -hmm. with them taking a year off to, you know, put the proper time into like, changing up the game and the systems and i'm actually really interested in like giving the series a shot and like this like solidifies it for me where it's like okay i really want to play this totally
1: show that like how much extra stuff you can put into a game if you just give them an extra year yeah
2: especially since they like do this like deep dive of like research anyways just to like then part that on you and like and also kind of like add some merit to like no like we, we we did our to prove, like, we did our research, like, we did our best to, a, like, make an entertaining product, but also kind of keep it true to, like, what this era was. Right. It's like, it's like you know, uh, showing your work on, like, you know, a test.
0: Yeah. Man, those games have a, lot of, uh, have a lot of people working on them and a lot of time, but, you know, single people can make video games as well. Like Benef- not just married people. That's not what I meant. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bennett Foddy has a new game coming out as part of the Humble Monthly Bundle. Um, no one knows who that is, Rhodes. I do. That's why I'm saying his name. He's the creator of Quop. There you go. Um, <laughs> Quop was this old game that I remember, like people in high school Ugh, being old ob- being obsessed with, where you controlled like the legs of a track runner using the QW and OP uh, keys on your keyboard. And your goal was just to move from left to right. Um, and he's gone it on. It was, was one of the first games with like intentionally with bad controls. Like
2: it was the first like real standout of that kind of like genre that led to games like Octobad.
0: Yeah. yeah. And Bennett uh, has gone on record as to say that saying that he, he loves to like frustrate people and he creates games intentionally to, to like Octobad was like, I don't think that they were making intending to make you frustrated. They're trying to make you laugh at how, like,
2: yeah, that, that game was overt, overtly bizarre.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, he's gone on to create sequels to that and other things. Um, this new one, though, you play as a. It's called Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Um, <laughs> it's set uh, like in a rocky, wooded area, and you play a man whose lower half of the body is set in like a witch's cauldron, and you're naked from the cauldron up, and you've got a pickaxe. And you, your, your goal is to use the mouse, and I'm assuming clicking, or maybe it's just the mouse, to like swing the pickaxe around and propel you forward and like to climb oh these gosh. rocks and stuff. It looks like this game looks ridiculous. Pretty wild, and I'm very excited to try it. Um,
1: I think I will get mad at it and then be done with it.
0: I think we should stream it. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, so that sounds pretty cool. I, I, I don't know. I, I put it in here because. Um, I don't know, which is just, like, super bizarre and fun, so I think... Games are cool. Yeah. Uh, also, please look up a video of Polygons. Chris Plant and Russ Prustrick put up a video of that today that was really fun to watch. Um, they were... They have really good chemistry, you know? Uh, so, Mikey and I were talking last week about how we couldn't go a day without talking about um Fortnite. <laughs> And there's even and more reason. The internet. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bluehole, the publisher of Battle, Battle Royale, ugh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, came out and said, with regard to Fortnite's Battle Royale mode, that they uh, they feel like Battle Royale is too close to PUBG's concept, and they were not contacted about the development of this game, even though that they were in the marketing materials they weren't contacted about that they uh they're investigating further options and it could lead to like legal recourse or something um i thought this was a really bad look for blue hole uh personally even though fortnite battle royale shares a lot of like pretty alarming similarities to PUBG. it's like a game mode or like a genre of game and i don't think it's fair to just like crack down on any on any game that tries to like clone your hook you know right especially since
2: brendan green was like an armor modder yeah and mm-hmm. like kind of like took that concept and made player nuts battlegrounds with it like mm-hmm. it's, it's fundamentally different in a lot of ways and i haven't paid attention to fortnights enough to really um like say how much different that is but um yeah, just it, it's very weird that like PUBG was v- blatantly like oh, like easier arma or like easier king of the kill or whatever mm-hmm. it was and it's so, like
0: yeah, it's definitely a, not a super great look. Yeah, and and um, there's a couple of interesting things that like keep this interesting. Um Bluehole is using or is licensing Unreal to develop PUBG. Uh, and Epic owns Unreal Engine 4. So I think... Mm. I think That's pe- kind of weird. People have been theorizing that, like, Blue Hole's mad that Fortnite beat them to a console release of this game mode or something. Uh, I also saw one thing that I don't believe, but it was, like, interesting, that, like, Epic kind of owns the code that you use in Unreal Engine 4, maybe. Huh. Um, I mean... I don't know uh, I mean I, d- I doubt that but there's there's got to be they have like a working I think Blue Hole's like upset because they have a, you know some sort of working relationship with Epic and then Epic just turns around and does this without telling them but
1: yeah and it's that whole idea that there is now a Battle Royale on console for people to play for free um, for free and it's it's pre- I mean it's it's almost sort of like in some ways you could interpret it as Epic just trying to eat PUBG's lunch even though PUBG has had a very lavish feast already prepared for themselves
0: so much chicken
1: so there's a lot of chicken already in under PUBG 10 million chickens perhaps but it it is kind of this weird thing where in some ways you can look up look at Bluehole as like the underdog and Epic as the I don't know the big company that that is coming down on them to some extent. But at the, on the other hand, Bluehole's is not tiny anymore. Bluehole's been more successful than a lot of game companies. Uh, and they're expanding like far. crazy.
0: And they've got offices like pretty much all over the world now.
1: So it's like, you like I feel like you can't quite say, oh, they own this genre because that's never been the precedent with games. Mm-mm. But on the flip side, it is sort of a weird idea to say, well, the, owner of this the the creator of this game engine is now trying to uh, get money off of this product and, and use the name of another of another product to, to gain notoriety so I, I can't really think of a better way to put it I guess yeah I don't know it's, it's 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 weird it's it's almost like it's almost like you would expect it's almost like something that I would almost expect Valve to do except if it were Valve Valve would, would just buy the company that made the successful game right yeah, as they've done in the past,
0: but doesn't and Epic could or could sort of do that because aren't aren't they owned by Tencent now or like they have a, Tencent has like a majority stake in Epic or something? Could, I'm gonna look that up so I'm not talking on my ass.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's that's a curious way to to look at it, and it makes me wonder if if Bluehole is is a company that could be up for up for purchase, like if they yeah. made the right right. Uh, if they made the right price, I'm sure it could happen, but I'll bet you Epic wouldn't be the only one vying for, for blue hole at this point. If they, uh, sort of, what's the word? If they put themselves out there as a company looking to be purchased. Yeah. I think valve would want that. (laughs)
0: Uh, back in June, I think of 2012 Chinese company, Tencent holdings, purchased a minority stake in Epic games. Um, 48.4% Forty-eight point four percent of Epic games is what they own. Just crazy. That's a lot. Anyway, that's that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes from that. I don't think—I think it's good and bad, legally and just ethically, and whatever on both sides. Like, I don't know. It's the time will tell yeah. what happens there.
1: As a consumer, you have more PUBG now, or you have more battle royale to play. Yeah. If you want to,
0: it'll be interesting to. Like, I'm surprised that. Um, I'm not surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised if Red Dead at one point as part of their marketing advertised a uh, some sort of battle royale mode where people yeah. like parachute into a canyon. And then I don't know.
2: Well, weren't people kind of making versions of that in GTA
0: 5? I think GTA Online officially has some sort of battle royale mode, but it it seems like way different than. Yeah. Like Fortnite. So, you know, just like yeah.
2: based on the. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very different engine game. Yep. Anyway, let's uh let's move into what we've been playing. Um, Brian, you probably played more interesting stuff than we have.
1: <laughs> um, so we got a a request from Josh Wright uh, at Josh A Wright mm-hmm. on W R I G H T a couple weeks ago about playing a game called Euclidean Lands. Um, it's a mobile game, so mm-hmm. it, it was a four dollar purchase on my on my. Brand new iPhone eight that I finally purchased. Ooh, um, and it's essentially a mashup of Hitman Go, a popular board game style um, mobile game, um, or I guess Tomb Raider Go or Deus Ex Go. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are these are like uh, games where you have a set board and you and you move game pieces around to to uh, kill enemies and achieve objectives. Um sort of like that style of game on a Rubik's cube, so not, your board is now a little bit smaller, but you are rotating the sides of it just like you would rotate a Rubik's cube to move your character around and uh so far, the only objective has been like kill these uh kill these bad guys so you just like move your piece onto them do you take them like a game of chess or checkers or something um, those and then boys proceed to the end so. Uh, I don't know. I've been playing a little bit of it. I've only like, I think I'm only like eight levels in or something, and it just reminds me how much I struggle with puzzle games. Hmm. Ha- have either of you guys played Hitman Go?
0: Yeah, I love oh, yeah. Hitman Go. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that game owns.
1: I think you guys would really like it then. Um, but for me, I, I sort of get to a point where the mechanics start iterating on themselves hmm. and it gets more difficult, and I just start brute forcing puzzles.
0: Yeah, that definitely happened with me anyway for Hitman Go. Less so in. Lara Croft Go because that one was a little bit more like I want to say Lara Croft Go was a little bit easier like because it seemed a little bit more linear it was more like an adventure
2: game exactly
0: yeah there's less challenge to it Deus Ex Go I think was like um, not my favorite because I still like the balance of Hitman but Deus Ex Go had a lot more of those like iterating puzzles where like you learn how to deal with a certain type of enemy, but then later that enemy appears with an enemy that you're not familiar with yet. So you have to like manage the behaviors of your opponents and the puzzle pieces and stuff. Um, yeah. Those games are really cool. That sounds Euclidean land sounds really cool. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. Like I, I, think I, there's definitely a lot to like there. It's a well-built game. It's just not always my, my type of thing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep giving it a shot. It's, it's a pickup and put down for me. I can't just like, Sit down and play it for like an hour or something. Sure. But I could tap at a level for a little while and then and then quit and come back to it again. Oh so man, that, that's why mobile's so good. I wish it was on Switch. Just
2: <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs>
0: I'm watching the little video they have playing on the App Store and dealing with like 3D space and navigating these puzzles sounds really confusing because it sounds like, or just looking at it, it seems like you can be looking at one angle of this whole thing you'll be affecting stuff that you can't quite see is that right
1: you can pretty easily rotate around okay. and, and see it like that's that's definitely not locked
0: by any means okay it it'd, it'd be yeah. something that I, I feel like it'd be really great in vr well that's there's, that's why he asked there's an ar mode right i haven't found out how to use that yet oh maybe you have to beat cool. it first or something
2: yeah no like if, if like playing it with a headset and like if it were just like kind of like in the middle of your room and you're just kind of like you have to like walk around it and like figure out like how to twist it and turn it like I feel like that'd be yeah pretty cool like I, I haven't looked too much into the AR
0: mode but um, I'm pretty familiar with the general game itself I'm happy to see more games like this I I wish it wasn't so blatant but it, it looks a lot like Monument Valley um, uh, yeah. yes I would oh, oh. describe it as that I there's and been a couple of like knockoffs this this one isn't a knockoff that's not what I'm saying because it seems like it's a, it has its own like actual challenge and actual like hook and twist and stuff but there's so many knockoffs of that look that it's frustrating because I think that it's so unique, and I wish us too, the developer of Monument Valley, got a little bit more credit for like pioneering that in a way.
2: Yeah, it jocks that style a little bit, definitely. But yeah, um, I think that Euclidean Land stands uh, well enough on its own.
0: Well, la di da.
2: Go play it, people. Try it out. Do it.
0: Play the video game. Um, you've also been playing more Metroid because you've been traveling.
1: Yeah, have you guys been playing... Have, Mikey, have you played it at all?
0: Well, I could, uh, by played, the way, because uh, I have a 2DS. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: I just... Oh, t- nice. Either of you uh, played
2: it. Uh, yeah. uh, I played it at PAX. I haven't yet to purchase it. I have I've been on the fence about purchasing a bunch of... Because there's just so much that came out in this past like week or so. Like, I really want to get Steamrolled Dig 2 on my Switch. I want to get Golf Story. I want to get Metroid uh, Samus Returns. And then, yeah. like, coming up, I've got a lot. Like, I might be getting destiny 2 again for pc i've got mario i've got (laughs) wolfenstein there's just so much that like i like the only thing i know i'm getting is mario at this point and i'm just like okay i need to think about how i'm going to allocate my my gaming money because there's too much too much good right now
1: yeah so metroid uh samus returns is a remake of the game boy game boy just game boy game Mm -hmm. uh metroid 2 return of samus Um, they changed the name and they overhauled the entire, the entire thing. Right. So now it's a fully fleshed out uh, 3ds game. Um, I think it is not a very photogenic game, but it is a beautiful game. So Hmm. I've not seen a screenshot do the game's graphics any justice. I think they all look pretty um, bad, but once you start playing it, it looks, it's a fantastic looking game. It's the best looking 3ds game I've ever seen.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh,
1: so, I mean, like, it's your classic Metroid-style Metroidvania game where uh, when you start off, you you search for the right path to go down to um, achieve whatever objective you're doing and find new weapons to open up other doors to um, to open the world up and, and find shortcuts. Um, you know, not similar to what people are used to with, like, Dark Souls at this point. Um, but it's just a really, really solid Metroid game. the The enemies all feel really good because they've added this... Charge mechanic to a lot of them, where a lot of the enemies will, if you're close enough to them, will charge at you. And Samus has a melee attack that knocks them back and stuns them, and allows you to shoot them um, right, right, right then and there, and usually kill them. So that's a really cool mechanic that's added a lot to like the traditional, just sort of um, aim and shoot at the enemies like most Metroid games have. At, like at this point, it's it's a good iteration. They've also added a it's not a 360 degree aiming ability, but you can aim, um, you know, like down and up and all around Samus. So Mm -hmm. if you hold down the L button, so there's like a free aiming, that's what, that's a good way to look at it. There's a free aiming mechanic now too, that allows you to be more precise where previously you could shoot in front of you, above you, behind you, and then diagonally above and above on each side and down on each side. Mm -hmm. Now it's just got a free aim. So it's, it's cool, and it doesn't feel bad. It feels it feels really, really good, and I think that a lot of people, or I think myself included, even, uh, were skeptical of the company that was making it because uh, I think they kind of botched a Castlevania game um, in the last couple years. But they've really proved themselves with this Metroid game, and it it's fantastic to see Nintendo um, support it and you know be giving us more Metroid finally.
2: Yeah, especially with like the kind of flack that the developer got for their port of Castlevania. Like, yeah, I'm glad to see that this did really well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to play this game. Like, I, I really want to check it out. But um, yeah, just like with so many awesome things coming out, it's like, where do I spend my money? This will probably be the like thing that I push my family. It's like, oh, get me this at Christmas because yeah. like I've, I've still got a lot to play right now. I'm, like, I'm I just last night got both of my Destiny characters up to uh two hundred and eighty level and so yeah. Um gotta do those milestones. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I'm just like like I I'm so deep into so many other things that I'm okay holding off, but I'm very excited about it. Um my my favorite YouTube series, uh Game Makers Toolkit, just did a really good video on like the art of remakes and how um Sorry, I, I just saw our really good tweet.
0: Yeah, really good sorry. <laughs> Tweeted mid show. Um, no, sorry. It's, <laughs>
2: no, it's fine. Um, it, it's it's about the show. It's relevant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he just did a really good video breaking down like how this game uh, reimagines a lot of stuff from the original game and compares it to how uh, AM2R, uh, another Metroid Two remake, the fan created remake that came out last year, and got a, uh, takedown notice by Nintendo. Um, yeah. like, like he compares like how each game does it and how they do things in a certain way, each with like with their own like unique twist, like not necessarily putting one above the other. Um, like he, he says a lot of really good things about each three versions of the game between the original, the fan remake, and then this remake. Um, and yeah, it, it's really interesting. It, it spoils, uh, the plot a bit, but, um, and like, but it's it's a really good breakdown. And like, if honestly, like, made me even more excited about the game, e- e- even though I think he kind of like settled on like, uh, the 3DS version not being his favorite version. But it's for a lot of kind of like, like more like high journalist like, like high critic kind of stuff where it's like, oh, like the first one did a lot of really in- interesting stuff with theme and tone, and like because of its restrictions on the Game Boy, and like both remakes kind of lost that. And um, but. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's a a really pretty game, especially once you get your hands on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the kind of versatility of Samus' moveset and how they expanded her abilities in this one. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what else has
0: a uh, versatile moveset and is very pretty? Destiny Destiny 2. Uh, I I thought you were going to say your dad's ass. Oh, I did. Brian did. He was ahead of me on that one. Um. I've been knee-deep in Destiny 2 the last couple weeks, and we talked a lot about it uh, last week. But I think I would just add that like we were going to do the raid, and then we discovered that our friend wasn't raid-ready. So we ended up just like playing together for a couple hours, trying to get her up to the appropriate level. And while we didn't make it that night, it was still a lot of fun to like play with a group of three people pretty consistently for a couple hours, which is something that I didn't really experience with Destiny 1. Um, and I am also above 280 now and I'm nice. ready. I'm ready to raid. Although I, uh, up at, at work yesterday, I, they started at 8am. I had the giant bombs. I had giant bombs, uh, stream of their attempt at the raid open all day and they streamed it for <laughs> like seven and a half, eight hours. And they barely got through the, there's a, an encounter called the gauntlet. Um, I don't want to spoil it because I'm not sure but whatever but it took them six and a half hours to get through one segment That's alone awesome. <laughs> um, so like you know they were attempting to go in blind for the most part one person on staff had done it and he was holding back information like until someone asked him to help you know um, and it was it was fun to watch and it seemed like everyone was having a good time still but like I don't know when I'm going to have that sort of time to like just do it. Um, so that's disappointing. But like having watched it I know the mechanics of the sections that I did see so like oh and by the way they didn't even finish it. They're gonna keep going tomorrow. We'll see how long that <laughs> that that takes. Um, but yeah uh, it seems cool. The raid is really pretty in the areas like opulent rich Asshole game show, sort of <laughs> like, it's pretty cool. I'm excited for everyone that we play it with to, to see it.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it just reminds me a lot of what myself and my WoW guild do, and we just raid like twice a week. Like we, we get stuck on certain bosses. We've been stuck on a specific boss in WoW for like about a month now, and we just still get together and play because it's like hanging out stuff. But yeah. it's it gets frustrating, like.
0: For sure. So in WoW Raids, um, how much of that, is it? Is it all combat encounters or is there like puzzle stuff too?
1: It's pretty much all combat encounters or uh, a puzzle encounter or a combat encounter that's like dressed up like a puzzle. But at the end of the sure. day, there's, there's still combat.
0: So I've seen a lot of people like on Twitter. And I'm not saying you're doing this, but like people who've been playing WoW for 15 years or whatever it's been mm-hmm. yeah. saying saying shit like oh man they think this is hard they should have seen it when it was four to person raids and we only got you know four loot drops for the entire clan to share or whatever or like you know i've been doing this for mm-hmm. a long time it's pretty funny how people are complaining about something that only takes eight hours or mean you know, like crap like that right yeah um i will say that like this is uh a, a benefit and a fault of the game the raids in destiny ask you to do things that you wouldn't find in the campaign or in any other game mode, like changing the way certain mechanics work, asking you to be really adept at like sprinting and platforming and like paying attention to the environment to know like when it's okay to advance to the next section. You know, there's a, there's a ton of mechanics that are going on and like it requires a lot of coordination more than just like, and I'm sure there's a certain level of coordination when you're, when you're like all trying to take down a big boss And, you know, you need a healer to be at this spot at this time or, you know, like that sort of stuff I I get. But there's like stuff that um, it almost feels like Destiny wasn't made to be made for the stuff that it's asking you to do. Uh, Yeah. Which sucks and is also cool, you know.
1: I think that that's like going to be a product of them being able to iterate on it as like a game that's definitely like going to be patched. And and like with expansions, they're probably going to. You know, gleam from WoW a bit and take mechanics out of raids and then put them into the 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 world and the other like campaign stuff that you do. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if some mechanic from the raid makes its way into the uh, into the next part of the the next expansion, just as like a campaign sure. m- mission, so that people can experience it. Because WoW will typically recycle like raid boss mechanics and scale them down and put them in dungeons and in, in in subsequent like. Uh, expansions that come out. So even if you didn't fight the Lich King uh, when it was during the Wrath of the Crusade or burning or the I'm sorry, the um, the Frozen Throne. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally totally blanking on the expansion. Wrath of the Lich King expansion. There you, you go. You can still do the mechanics a little bit in uh, some of the Cataclysm dungeons and things like that. Um, but I hear what you're saying. Like that's something that. Um, Is a really interesting design decision by Bungie to um, give you a raid that introduces you to the mechanics that you've never like done before.
0: Yeah, um, and I will say that Destiny Two in general incorporates some of the like raid stuff from Destiny One, like kind of like peppers it in throughout the campaign. Like it, it takes more liberties with with like level design and stuff than Destiny One did. Yeah. Uh, so that that I mean that's cool, but uh, yeah. Hopefully they they learn. They are patching certain things, and uh, the patch notes for this week they're fixing something that the giant bomb team encountered that I, um, I think I tweeted about it. But like, so there's certain things that like if you were to meet failure, and also succeed. Like if you did the thing you're supposed to do right as the timer ended, or like if you initiated a suc like a the success of a, an event, but like that was on an animation time and like the timer ran out before it could finish or something like yeah, you would, your, your whole team would wipe, respawn, wipe, respawn, wipe, respawn like indefinitely. And you had to leave the, <laughs> the raid to kind of reset it. And luckily it saves your progress. So like it, it's fine. Um, but yeah, they, you're right. They are fixing certain things that are like beyond player control. But as far as I can tell in the patch notes, they're not fixing some of the problems that people have with the raid that are more like enemies that sort of like glitch when you first see them. So like you start shooting at them and they'll sort of like warp to another location. Um, right. <laughs> it's just sort of a glitchy thing that happens in the game sometimes. And then there's some problems with the stealth section of the raid that people say are sort of beyond control. Um, so anyway, it's cool. Destiny yeah, 2 is a cool is- game. I, 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 as somebody who doesn't do a lot of the endgame game stuff, it's nice to be able to check in every week and also feel like I'm making progress. like yeah. I was able to get to 280 without doing the raid, and I feel like that's that would have been impossible in Destiny One. So <sighs> Mikey, you've been revisiting FTL.
2: Yeah, um, I only I played a couple hours uh, yesterday. Uh, my office was without internet for a few hours. And I was like, all right, well, I can't do any work without the internet. Mm-hmm. So I had my laptop that had FTL on it. And so I played like an hour of that and it was pretty choice. That, that game, um, for those who don't know, is a roguelike, um, like ship management strategy game. Um, it, yeah, it, it you are a small f- uh, fleet of like, what's supposed to be a thing, like, the Federation. Um, and, like, you are, like, trying to flee to, like, let, like, the Federation know that, like, a Rebel fleet is, like, about to, like, come and attack you. Right. And uh, you take, like, a small ship and, like, over the course of probably, like, maybe an hour to do, like, a, like a good run, like, you're upgrading your ship and you're trying to um, get it ready to, like, take on the rebel flagship uh whenever it reaches the base and it's really really tough even on like the easier difficulties like that game is pretty hard Um, yeah it's been just enough time
0: that like i I feel like i could revisit that game and have a good time with it i used to play that all the time at my old desk attendant job when i was working for residence life right brian remember that
1: yeah. yeah, I
2: do. That was, those were good times, man. Yeah, man. That was yeah, even but, before
1: the Advanced Edition came out. Yeah,
0: I love <laughs> that. Yeah, thing. no, the
2: Advanced Edition stuff's really cool. They added a few races and ships um, mm-hmm. and, like, different encounters to the game. And, like, they added new, like, ship systems that um, I played so much of the original before the Advanced came out that, like, the new systems really threw me off. But I really, really like the new races and, um, like, ship models that they added to it. Um, it's just, like, a perfect, like, kind of game to kill you, like, kill yourself like with? a half an hour of time. <laughs> Is that what you're yeah. about to say? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it's really great to just like kind of pick up and play. Cause you, your runs can, you know, you can pause it, come back to it. And it's so kind of simple and straightforward that like, you don't need to be like, Oh, like what did I have on this run? It's like, you can very kind of quickly gauge like what you have and, um, the kind of like ship that you were building and like the crew yeah. that you were trying to create to like build up a tactic. And, um, yeah, it, it's a great game, and the soundtrack for it is one of my all-time favorite video game soundtracks. Yeah. Sure. Uh, oh. So yeah, no, I played a bit of that, and I completely like forgot how much I utterly adored that game. Um, and it's yeah, it's good.
1: I never really liked the cloaking system. No, wait, maybe it was the mind control system. It was one of the two that just <laughs> kind of felt like, ah, oh, shit! I have to have this now, or else I can't compete.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, whenever. Uh, you run into another ship that has the cloaking where it's like, you just can't attack them uh, for like 20 seconds. Like, it's really fucking frustrating. Um, But, Or hacking, maybe. I don't know. One one of the
1: new mechanics was just like, uh, I need this, or else... Or maybe it was hacking, because it was like, okay, I got to get a hacking system now to hack their hacking system. Yeah, Because if I don't, then I'm at a disadvantage.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely rough. Like, Yeah, if you don't have that or, like, an Ion Blaster to, to like, essentially kind of, like, hack the system, but in more of, like, a brute force way, um, then, yeah. No, like, I'm also just really bad at strategy games, so um, all the advanced edition stuff just is more stuff for me to get confused by and not know how to properly manage, so... um, But, yeah, that that game fucking owns. My favorite thing
0: to do with uh, FTL was pick up or start with the... um, I wish I could remember the name of the race, but I think it's like the slug race or something. There's a... They're called slugs. God, what is it? it, Are they really called slugs?
2: The the, the slugs are, but I think you're thinking of the the NG?
0: Yes. So that one comes equipped with an ion cannon or something. Yep. Yeah. So what I would do, I think, is ion their shields and then target their oxygen... Basically, whatever strat. whatever ship I was using, I would always target oxy- oxygen, so that I could, um, yeah, it, like suffocate everyone on board. And then that way, you get more supplies because you don't destroy their ship, and you also kill everybody on board. Um, That's smart. I, I always try to, um,
2: like, use ions, uh, ion cannons, or missiles to take out their shields, and then I take out their weapons just so they can't hurt me. Mm-hmm. But it's good stuff. It's a cool game
0: yeah that game rules yeah well I think that's going to do it for us unless you guys have anything else you wanted to add
2: um, no I also played a bit of Solitarica but I don't know how much more I can say about that game like it's mm-hmm. it's very good it's my easily the mobile game I put the most time into and the uh, the expansion that they put out uh, earlier this year is really good but for sure that's it. are you saying are you telling me that it
1: doesn't feel bad it feels good
0: yeah yep <laughs> What are you guys planning on playing uh, in the next week? I'll probably get
2: Steam World Dig Two. I'll mm-hmm. probably cave on that and put a good amount of time into that. Now that I am like in that like kind of final tier of levels for Destiny, I am yeah, like, yeah,
0: you can put it down for a minute.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it, yeah. unless like I am planning on like raiding or yeah. like doing the Nightfall Strikes or something, yeah. um, then like I feel like good enough to just kind of like take a step away and not like obsess over it like I have been. Um, but yeah, that golf story is really interesting to me. Um, I've seen, I'm seeing a lot of XCOM 2, uh, War of the Chosen and it makes me sad. I don't have it.
0: Yeah. I, I think the
1: console port was bad.
0: Ooh, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. Um, well, i got
1: updated their review this morning and it was like not playing very well. It probably needs a couple patches before it's yeah. worth buying. Well, oh, well the good.
0: the straight
2: up review for it though is a 9.5.
1: Yeah, damn. is but like it just chugs on console.
2: Yeah, I mean th- th- that's a, like if you have the means to play it, I think XCOM works best on a
0: computer for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So uh, I plan on
2: playing Divinity Two.
1: I haven't gotten a chance to play it. I've seen a lot of PC. that.
0: Looks really rad.
1: It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I might.
1: Teamspot ten out of ten. I think
0: that's right. Adding it to the echelon of 10 out of 10s from GameSpot.com. I think I will revisit stuff this week because like, like you, Mikey, I, I'm i kind of nearing the upper levels of Destiny and I don't really care to start another character. Um, so I'll probably, I'm going to go back to Banner Saga and like I have Dishonored 2 on my PC. Um, oh, nice. So it'd be nice to like play through that and see if, it, if the, the new expansion interests me or not. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll just play more Destiny. Yeah. Cool. Uh, thank you all for listening to Fans of the Genre. Um, you can send emails for the show at info at com. If you like what we're doing, please rate us on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. It takes just a few minutes. It helps us out. Better yet, tell a friend because um, that's a really nice thing to do. You can follow us on Twitter at fans of genre or infinite underscore dogs. Um, I'm on Twitter at Rhodes Clark.
1: I'm at Brian T. Swanson.
0: I'm at Mikey Krieger. Thank you to John Bash for composing original music for us. John Bash has a new album out of sort of like experimental spooky sounds. Um, He does a lot of cool (laughs) stuff. It's just like uh, experimenting with um, different instruments and different sounds to create more atmospheric albums. So, check that out if that's something you're interested in. You can find more at johnbash.com. Um, this podcast didn't feel bad. It felt good.
1: That's going to be the name of the podcast, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Goodbye.